everyone, and welcome to another bonus podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors on staff at Northview Community Church, and I am joined by my friend Crystal. Hello. Who's pastor of women here at Northview, mm-hmm. and our guest, Rachel. Hello. Rachel McKenzie is on staff, I think, a couple days a week with Apologetics mm-hmm. Canada. So we want to talk about apologetics resources for kids. In particular, Rachel's going to describe one book that she's had a big hand in, in making happen, actually. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, tell us first a little bit about you and we'll get going from there. Yeah, so um, I am an elementary school teacher I'm going into my fourth year of teaching wow. this fall, which is very exciting. Um, and I've done a little bit of everything. So I uh, taught in England for a couple of years. And um, this year I've been doing some substitute teaching for okay. um, the public school district and also working with homeschooling families um, on more of the private side. So that's getting, a wide range of experience. Yeah, getting a little taste. Um, of education in different forms, which has been really exciting in yeah. my first few years of teaching. Um, How long have you been at Northview? And been at Northview probably over 10 years now. Okay. Um, yeah, we moved to Abbotsford when I was in grade seven, so quite a while ago, mm-hmm. um, and started coming with my family. Um, yeah, and been involved uh, in a few different ways. I used to volunteer and work for the children's ministry here at Northview. Um, and this past year, I have really loved... Um, as I transitioned back from England, getting to uh, participate in the women's Bible studies. Yeah, it was uh, fun to have you yeah, there on Monday nights. Great. Yeah, it was great. Learned a lot and so nice to see and get to meet different women from yeah. different generations and walks of life. And yeah, yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. It's been fun getting to know your family, Rachel. Uh, Mark and I have been in a community group with your parents off and on over a number of years and getting to know you and your siblings. So it's been really great having you here. And her parents are very active particularly in the coffee ministry, I really appreciate that they do that. And kids ministry, they've been teaching and helping out for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, yeah, lots of us were all mm-hmm. um, doing different kids things. And um, yeah, it's exciting. It and, is exciting. Mm-hmm. And you have a couple of sisters? I have two sisters, yeah. yes, and one brother. So yeah. There we go. It's funny, you see us walking around Northview and um, we're often in different areas, you know, yeah. like my parents in the coffee and yeah. sisters in the nursery. So sometimes people see us all together and they, they're Oh, you're all in the same family. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We always are finding out those relationships, yep. right? Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know you were related to so-and-so. Always. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about this book that you have written with Andy. Yeah, so it is um, a part of the Human Project for Kids. So Andy Steiger um, is Director of Apologetics Canada, and he has created the Human Project, um, which is designed for young adults and adults. Um, and we have kind of taken some of the big ideas and turn them into a children's book for kids. So um, the first one is called What Am I? And that's the one that's available now. And we're currently working on the rest of the series. Oh, really? What will be in the rest of the series? Yeah. So um, the next one is going to be What Am I Worth? And talking about the value of human life. Mm. Um, And then the next two are all about um, what leads to human flourishing and how we should live as Christians with a correct perspective of God and other people. That's so interesting. Very cool. So first of all, yeah. where can people get in touch with the Human Project or mm-hmm. get access to it? And then mm-hmm. where can they get access to your book? Yeah. So the best place to go is our website, which is thehumanproject.ca. Um, and currently, th- that will link you to the place to get the children's book as well. Um, in the fall, we are going to be launching thehumanprojectforkids.ca. So oh, okay. it will have its own website with lots of other resources for families as well. So tell us, how did this book come about? 
Yeah, so I um, I got interested in apologetics um, when I was in university. Um, Where did you go to university? So I went to uh, the University of the Fraser Valley. Yeah. And um, I, well, I mean, maybe I'll back up a little bit. I grew up in a Christian home and became a Christian at a very young age and um, always loved going to church and, you know, serving and things like that. Um, and when I first went to university, I really got interested in philosophy and mm-hmm. took a few philosophy classes, one of which was philosophy of religion. Mm. And we talked a lot about um, arguments for God's existence. And as a Christian who had, hadn't really thought about it before, I would sit in class and listen to the, the argument, you know, and, and what the prof was saying. And, and I would just think, yeah, sounds good. God exists. <laughs> um, and then I was shocked at the response from my mm. classmates and um, their doubts and their questions and, and lots of them just seemed you couldn't convince them there, you know, there'd be no philosophical argument that would convince them that God exists. Um, and so I kind of left that class wondering if the church talked about these issues hmm. and what the answer the church would give to these arguments. Um, and that was right around the time when Andy was developing the thinking series. Ah, and so yeah. I went um, to that thinking series course here at Northview and um, and I was like so excited because the first day we went through all these arguments that we had talked about in <laughs> my class. philosophy <laughs> class. Oh, this makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it was so getting that Christian perspective um, and it was really exciting. It was the first time where I realized that questions were good, that I could ask questions about the Bible and that there are really good answers yeah. and um, and could really dive into that. And yeah, it was very exciting. We didn't actually give a definition for apologetics. Can you give a definition? Yeah. So apologetics is, um, is just really being able to give um, a reason for what you believe to be true. And so um, lots of people think it has to do with apology yeah. um, <laughs> and it's not. Um, but yeah, so giving a reason for, um, for your faith. And that's something that we're called to do um, by Paul and other authors in the Bible. And um, it, it opened my eyes to this whole new world of books and resources and podcasts. And um, it's very exciting to, to dive deeper into your faith. And Yeah, and I think in our kind of modern world, we've used, um, we want to just kind of get the answers from the Bible, which is great, because that should be our main starting mm-hmm. point. But also to be able to um, I think what Andy's brought to this discussion and other apologetic thinkers is, okay, how do we also think about just what's true about human nature and what's true about what we see in the world and what's yeah. true about kind of creation and kind of thinking a little bit beyond. So they're bringing together kind of the science and the psychology and yeah. all those other humanities and the Bible together, which yeah. is a beautiful marrying of, because um, what's true about the world will also be true like in scripture, right? Mm-hmm. There won't be a contradiction Absolutely. because God created the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're just helping people get a confidence um, to actually inquire. And I think that's been part of the church tradition in the last 2,000 years. But I think the last maybe 200 or 100, um, we've just kind of narrowed in just on the Bible itself. Well, so and I think it's what, I've seen, it. yeah. what I've seen growing up is I grew up in the Mennonite church and then uh, moved over to the Mennonite Brethren church. So two types of Mennonite churches. And often the flavor was... Simply accept what your parents tell you. Simply accept what the church tells you. They're supposed to be kind of a blind faith, is I think the flavor that, that comes the through. the value. Yeah. The value that mm-hmm. comes through. So simply attend church and, and take in and believe and don't question. And so we have a lot of adults now that are middle-aged that 
haven't questioned, but they hold the question still in their mind, and they don't want their young adult children to question because they are afraid that if they question, maybe they'll leave the faith. They like, won't find satisfactory won't, answers. Right, yeah. right. And so what we're trying to say is, no, God is big, mm-hmm. and we can ask questions, and there are good answers, like you say, but it is a little bit of an unsettling for people that are middle-aged and older because it hasn't been kind of how it has been done. So it's kind of new and a bit scary for people. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, it really comes to trusting that God is big, like you said, yeah. and God um, is in control and he created this world. And so the more we learn about this world, the more we learn about God. Um, and I think the deeper our worship becomes yeah. um, as we understand God better yeah. and understand yeah. ourselves better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The so funny you, thing to think of in that vein is like the first scientists were Christians because they th- were so excited to learn about this world that God made. Whereas before kind of Christianity became mainstream, people didn't investigate the world because they didn't see a difference between the creator and the creation mm-hmm. kind of idea. And so, yeah, we don't need to be scared of inqu- inquiry into things. Yeah. So you attended the thinking series and you got your mind going, but then you went off to England. Yes. So yeah. how did this, where did this book project come into being? Yeah. So I, um, was really excited to be involved in apologetics and, and, you know, and learning all of these things and just thought, like, where are the resources for kids, right? And um, from teaching Sunday school for a number of years, I kept hearing about families who's, um, who's, who were doing a great job of training their kids in the Bible, and their kids knew a lot of Bible stories, and they were coming to Sunday school and feeling bored mm. or feeling like they've heard this story before. Yeah. Um, as an adult, uh, you know, and I felt that as a kid yeah. too at different points, right? And as an adult, I've now had this appreciation. We, we study the Bible in different ways, right? And we look um, deeper into what it's saying and we make these connections. Um, and we don't tend to do that with yeah. kids, right? And that's what keeps the Bible exciting. And, and as an adult, like I would never say, oh, I've heard that story before. I, I know what it says um, because we keep learning more things from it, right? So, um, yeah, I just kind of thought, like, where are the resources for kids? We need to be training them in these habits of thinking earlier, especially children who are being raised in a church. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I started looking, and and there are some. There's a few really great resources for kids in apologetics. A lot of them are for children who are 12 to 15. Right. So a little bit older um, than the kids that I was teaching. And so... Um, it yeah, just and there kinda... are a lot of books kind of for parents, or some par- books for parents about how to teach your kids, but yes. not, not maybe as many directly related to yeah, totally. kids, like you're saying. And yeah. so, yeah, so that kind of sparked an idea. I reached out to Andy and I said, am I just missing something? You know, are there books for kids um, that teach about apologetics? And and he said, no, should we create one? <laughs> so this is while um, you're in England? <laughs> yeah, while I was in England. Yeah. So, um, so we had a few Skype calls and, you know, lots of back and forth in emails. Um, and then really kicked off when I got back from England. Um, yeah. So I think we should dive into the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you give us a little summary of the book and maybe read a piece? Mm-hmm. So, um, so this book is called What Am I? Um, it follows a young boy named Amare, um, who is from Uganda. And he has created a robot named Bobo, um, which is a Ugandan word, which means born on Tuesday. Um, hmm. That we thought was kind of funny. But he... Um, his, his robot is examining the world and is telling him what things are made of. So I'll, I'll read a little bit okay. for you. So it says, um, Amari looked around and pointed to the corner of his room. What is that, Bobo? Pine trees cut into boards and attached with metal. 
the robot voice is kind of required. When you read <laughs> yeah, <that>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, no, Amari says, that's what it's made of. What is it made for? Do not know. Amari giggled. How could Bobo not know what a bed is? This is a bed, he explained. It is made for sleeping. Um, and they kind of keep going and they look at glasses and different things around Amari's room. And eventually they get to his little sister, Naya. And so Bobo can tell Amari what Bobo is made of. What um, Naya is made of. Naya. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. What Naya is made of. Um, but he's not quite sure what she's made for. Um, but we kind of apply this strategy of thinking where, you know, if it was true about the bed and true about the glasses that they have a purpose, yeah. then Naya must also have a purpose. Right. Um, so at that point, we kind of transition. They go into they go to talk to their mom. And she leads them through this discussion where they discover what people were made for. Um, and we use a little bit. We, we really try to model what a teachable moment looks like with your children. Yeah. And um, have, so the mom starts by saying, well, let's ask an easier question. What was Bobo made for? Right. Right. And, and Amari tells her and, and she says, how did you know that? Well, I made him. Right. Mm-hmm, right. So, so he realizes that if we want to know what we were made for, we need to ask who made us. Mm, and good. so yeah. then at that point, we turn to the Bible. And yeah. that was something really important to us as we... Um, go into apologetics for kids that we are um, really holding a high value of scripture. Mm-hmm. So in this book um, and in our future books, uh, there are two passages of scripture that we quote. So one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. Um, and they're there from the Bible. Um, and so they, um, the, yeah, so we're kind of trying to model for parents that you can talk to your kids and engage in these questions and turn back to the Bible for the answers. It's a really fun little book, and mm-hmm. it, the illustrations are, very are cute. so cute yeah, and so modern looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was illustrated by a friend that I made um, in England. Wow. And so, yeah, so a little bit of a cross-country um, connection there <laughs> that we have. Will she be involved in the next ones? Yes. Oh, yeah, we're exciting. very excited. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did a beautiful job. So why is this subject important? Um, so I think... Um, like you were saying, kind of a lot of adults um, have grown up with this tradition where they, they don't ask questions or they don't feel like they can ask questions yeah. or doubt anything about their faith. And um, it creates this culture where you're a little bit scared to ask questions. Yeah. Um, and kids ask questions all the time. It's how they learn. It's how they figure out who they are and what this world they're living in is. Um spend time with a child, they'll ask you, you know, a million questions. Yeah. And, um, and somehow we kind of stop that or we try not to allow that in the church, um, which I think is really sad. And it, it creates this um, kind of generation where they, they grow up and they uh, go off to university and they're exposed to different worldviews and they don't, you know, they don't have the answers to defend their faith. And so um, I think we need to start early. And um, I mean, I think it's important to say, I don't, I don't think children at five years old who read this book are going to remember what it says. Um, but what we're hoping is that it establishes habits of thinking. Yeah. So they know they can ask questions. Mm-hmm. They learn where to go with those questions. And they learn that there are answers. And so as their questions get bigger, as they get bigger, um, they keep doing that you know, going through that habit and turning back to their parents or trusted adults in their lives. What was interesting about this book is as I was preparing for this podcast, I had it out on the kitchen table and my son, who's almost 19, he read it. He's like, oh, 
That's so good to be reminded of that. And he was captured by the story. Mm, which is so cool. So good. So I'm thinking this is not just for kids. This is actually for all of us. It's just in a really interesting form. Mm. And it's really appealing with all the illustrations and things like that. So this is a really good resource, even if you have grown kids or you might have grandkids one day or you have neighbors that come in through your house. I would encourage you to get a copy and have it lying around. And if most, like most kids, they usually read stories over and over and over again. So I'm sure they'll remember this. Mm. Yeah, it's exciting. So. Yeah. Um, just hearing back from families um, who have read the book and, and their kids walk around and they, they do what the characters do. So they're walking around their kitchen, right? And they point to things and they say what they're made of and what they're made for. And um, yeah, it's exciting to see it impacting their lives. Yeah. So I think that's a big idea. A lot of people are trying to find meaning in their life and purpose, and they go to all kinds of different resources, not going to the scripture itself, not saying, well, what did God make me, people for in general, and me for? Um, I think it's just a big idea that people need to have their minds wrapped around. So the earlier we can start that, the better, right? Well, I know that for me, I'm one of the care pastors on staff. People come to me with their big troubles in life, and most of them don't have any idea of what the Bible says about those troubles or difficulties and where to find it. And so I'm constantly helping people to understand that the Bible speaks to everyday issues, and we can learn from the Bible, and, and that's eye-opening for many people. You had talked, Rachel, about some red flags you had. Yes. So um, this is something I started with my students this year, um, which was to think about um, just asking them, you know, do we believe everything that we read, right? Is, ah, is mm. everything that we read or we watch or mm. hear true and um, following, you know, God's plan for, for the world? Um, and a lot of them said, well, yeah, right, because they've, especially if they're growing up in this, you know, kind of Christian environment, they they have a bunch of trusted adults in their lives as they're growing up, and they trust their parents, they trust their teachers to tell them the truth, and they've, they haven't experienced this, um, you know, being let down yet, right, or yeah. being um, mm -hmm. misled yet, mm -hmm. and so, or they don't realize they have. So first of all, I just tried to encourage my students that we want to be thinking about what yeah. we're reading, what we're watching, yeah. and, and, and really checking, does this line up with what God says is true about the world? Yeah. So I talked to my kids about, about red flags, mm -hmm. um, which is just a warning, and with the, with the little ones, uh, I would say just something that doesn't sound quite right. Something mm -hmm. that, that makes you think, oh, I don't know about that. Um, and with older kids, I talked about um, something that makes you feel unsafe or oh, something you mm -hmm. think might make somebody else feel unsafe. Um, because God's perspective is always you know, a humanizing one, right? It's we're uplifting people yeah. and um, humanizing other people. And so anything that's going to be putting down people or um, things like that, right? We want to be really cautious about yeah. what we're letting into our minds. And so, yeah, so we would just read books or stories or as we study different topics, and I'd say, any red flags, right? Hmm. Any, any warnings? And some of our best discussions and best learning came out of that, right? Yeah. And, and kids saying, oh, that doesn't sound quite right. And, and so then we would go through, okay, well, why? You know, what's making it, what's making you uncomfortable or unsafe or unsure? And they would, you know, explain whatever they were thinking. And, and so we go, okay, so what do we, what do we, let's go back to what we know to be true. So let's see what God has to mm -hmm. say about mm -hmm. this. And we mm -hmm. turn back to the Bible um, and, and had great discussions, right? And, and I think their learning was a lot deeper. 
Um, and we really learn to distinguish. I think we're often scared of introducing new ideas to our kids because we think, oh, what if that takes over, right? What if they decide to go that way? Um, and in this case, I really found that they um, had a deeper appreciation for what they were learning and that they were really using those skills to determine what they're going to believe to be true. And instead of accepting that this was a correct worldview, they could um, distinguish, you know, between learning about a culture or learning about a belief system and really believing it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, often a distinction I don't think we make very often. Mm-hmm. And um, and it meant that in science, we were um, really kind of going back to what science was meant to do, which was glorify God, right? And so as we were studying the universe and the stars and looking at different theories, we would then go back to the Bible, right? So mm-hmm. what does the Bible say? And God created the world, okay? So we had that always, that perspective yeah. um, as we studied different theories. And um, yeah, it was very, very exciting. So I would really encourage parents um, to start using that language with yeah. your kids, right? Tell them, you know, explain what a red flag is and model that for them, yeah. right? When you are watching something together, you might think, oh, that's a bit of a red flag for me. You know, the way they were treating that person isn't, isn't how God would want us to treat that person and yeah. start having that conversation with your child. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to build discernment at all levels and mm-hmm. that's a great way to do it. It is. Yeah. yeah. So what future projects are you dreaming of? Um, so we are, well, we're working on our future books. Um, so that's very exciting. Um, and then we are also creating a podcast for kids. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, it's something new. For um, kids and with kids, I hear. Yeah. So we are going to have some different ch- children with us on each podcast that we're going to be interviewing and discussing <laughs> some of fun. these issues with. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're going to, yeah, it, I think it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with them. Um, and then really hoping that families listen to it together yep. and, um, and that it kind of sparks some more discussion. So that's going to be on the Apologetics Canada website or where? Yes, yeah, or on um, our Human Project for Kids website. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure we'll link them all to each other. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That'll be so good. Okay, let's talk about some more resources. We've talked about the books and the books you're dreaming of and the podcasts that you're starting. What other resources are there for kids and parents? Yeah, there's, um, so Natasha Crane has written a book um, that is really helpful for parents. Um, I loved reading it, and it she goes through a lot of these different issues and talks about, as a parent, you know, really simply, how do you build your knowledge? Because you can't teach what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, her book is very helpful. She has a blog as well um, that I really recommend. Her last name is spelled C-R-A-I-N, Natasha yeah. Crane. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, what else? Yeah, there's also um, a few different resources um, that um, apologists have created for kids. So Lee Strobel has written The Case for Christ, and there's also a Case for Christ for Kids version. And um, Jay Warner Wallace has written Cold Case Christianity, and he now has a kids version as well. And both of those, I think, are aimed a little more at 12 to 15-year-olds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, really great resources. Okay. And the beautiful thing about those is that as a parent, you can be reading the adult version and your child can read the kid version. Right. And then you can have all these great discussions together as a family. Right. And they really work together well. So, mm-hmm. I love giving out or telling people about the Apologetics Study Bible for Students. It is a Bible that is interspersed with all of these pages on different questions people have about God and religions and things like this. So, so good. And I have enjoyed it as an adult, and so have my kids. Yeah, so it's a regular Bible. It's It's a regular Bible. (laughs) Yeah, just has different inserts. 
yeah, yeah, on different topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we, like we said, there's a human project, and then this human project for kids will go alongside that. Yeah. And then the regular Apologetics Canada podcast. Mm-hmm. You yep. also mentioned the Jesus Storybook Bible. What yes. do you like about that? That is my favorite Bible to recommend to parents because um, it does a really good job of drawing together the themes of the of the Bible story yeah. and really making it clear that the Bible is one story. Hmm. Um, and that's something that as a child, I don't think I really understood. No. Um, I knew there was lots of really cool stories, right? And, and big sections of the Bible that I had no idea what were in them. Um, and the Jesus Storybook Bible is beautifully illustrated, mm-hmm. um, but also just really draws out the themes of sin and redemption um, and makes it clear that the Bible is one story. That's cool. Yeah. Anything more to add? No, not from my side. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, lots of great information. So, Crystal, would you mind praying for Rachel and Andy in their new book, yeah, Projects, yeah. and for parents as they teach their kids? Yeah. A few things like that? Yeah, for sure. Lord, I thank you so much for this morning and for this opportunity to chat with Rachel about her work. I thank you, Lord, for how you just gift each of us differently and put different passions in each of mm-hmm. our lives. Uh, depending on the gifts that you've given us and our life experiences. And I just thank you for how you twigged um, in Rachel's mind um, to start this project and for Andy's willingness to uh, join with her in it and just the way that you have blessed their partnership and even this woman that she got to meet in England who could illustrate it for. I just thank you that you go ahead of us and you you build these relationships and bridges um, for your honor and for your glory and, and for us to do your work. So I thank you just for the evidence of that in this project. Uh, I pray for Andy and for Rachel as they continue to move on in this, that you give them wisdom, that you help clarify their thoughts, that they would know exactly um, how to bring out these truths, these great truths in uh, words and images that the kids can understand. And so I just pray that you give them a lot of creativity and insight and clarity by your spirit uh, as they work through this. And I pray for the families um, who are listening to this podcast and families in our church uh, who are walking alongside their children. Lord, I pray that you would just grow in them a love for you, for your word, for your world, uh, for inquiring about um, all the things that are in it and a a confidence and a faith in the fact that you are a big God who can answer our questions and who wants us to inquire. And so, Lord, I thank you that you've given us that assurance. And I just pray that more and more within our congregation and within... um, Christianity in general uh, would have that confidence in mm-hmm. you and that we would show that we are um, a people who love our God and love our world and love to know how it works and what it's made for. So I pray that you just uh, further all of us to that end. So thank you for this time together and just pray uh, your blessing on our listeners and on Rachel. Pray the things in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us, Rachel. Thanks for having me.